0: All right Kelly thank you thank you everybody for tuning us in on this the last day of the year happy new year happy new year's eve everybody we are live Jared Taylor and I are live I thought you'd want to know that we are live live radio this was not uh, not begun with some kind of a recorded message the following program is live that's the message you get to hear so give me a call so I don't die here on the air last week was terrible we were begging for calls and then some nice people stepped up and and gave me calls and and I was really grateful it was my Christmas gift well give us a call right now at 888-256-1080 let's look ahead at how I can help you for the new gardening year coming up What are you going to be doing? How can I help you? What questions can I answer? I'm all about urban horticulture, things that you do in your landscape, things you do in your garden, things you do with your lawn. What can I do to help you? 888-256-1080. I began working with the Extension Service in Texas in 1970. Before that, I had grown up in College Station. I had a nursery while I was in high school, and I did a whole lot of uh, landscape uh, well, I did. I mowed yards from the sixth grade on. I think OSHA would allow that now in child labor laws, but I did it on my own. Nobody made me go out and do that. It just was uh, bred into me, I guess. Um, and then uh, uh, did a lot of landscape contracting in College Station. I can take my children and my grandchildren and our great granddaughter. And show them trees that I planted along what was Jersey Street. And it's now George Bush Boulevard. They're live oak trees on the way to the Bush Presidential Library. That's kind of cool. So this is a lifelong hobby. Involve young people around you in it and and get them involved this spring. It's time to start talking about spring gardening, vegetable gardening across Texas. We have about 30 stations that carry this program, and I suspect that there's not a one of them rebroadcasting high school football now. I can say that now for the first time in about three months. So that's nice. We have most of them joining us, and and uh, I hope you'll give me a call. Toll-free anywhere you can hear me, 888 256 1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. Jared will, uh, Jared's running the boards. He does all the uh, intellectual things. And then he also answers the calls as they come in and gets you ready to go on the air with me. He'll want to know your first name and what city you're calling from. Uh, there's a grammatical error from which city you are calling. And uh, that will help me get a, a more accurate answer for you. If you're calling from a tiny little burg that maybe I haven't heard of, then it, it don't, you know, it, it's not time to play that game. I mean, I can look them up, but it, it just slows the whole process down. The, the county seat or a, a city that I'll recognize, that'd help. I've been in Texas all but six years of my life, so I know most of the towns. But anyway, that would help. But give me a call, please. Let me have a chance. 888 256 1080. I love doing this program. We broadcast from Amarillo all the way to uh, Corpus Christi in Victoria, and uh, I broadcast all the way from Crockett in the Piney Woods of Deep East Texas, beautiful part of the state, all the way to Alpine in far west Texas in the uh, Davis Mountains and in the same county as the beautiful Cheesus Mountains of uh, the Big Bend National Park, and that's another beautiful part of the state. So give me a call. Uh, see what I want to do Um, as we finish up one year I'll I'll save any commentary that I that I have in case we need it but uh, hopefully hopefully your calls will fill in all of the voids 888-256-1080 let's get our first break out of the way and then we'll see if we have some calls I want to tell you about my book. It's Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. And I have a special price that I'm putting on it for the early part of the springtime to help you get ready for gardening season 2023. This might be the only gardening reference book that you'll need to be successful here in Texas. In fact, I'll guarantee that it will help you be a better gardener. I'll guarantee it will pay for itself by the end of the springtime or I'll buy it back from you. I've made that uh, offer Uh, several times, and I've never been asked to refund on this book. 77,000 copies sold now, I think it is, and uh, not one request for a refund. It's a hardback, 344 pages, 840 of my photographs. It was printed in San Antonio. I didn't want it to say printed in China. Not if it says Lone Star Gardening on the cover. It's 11 chapters covering lawns, trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annual and perennial flowers, fruit and vegetables, everything. Chapter two is very special because it's a 48-page chapter with four pages per month telling you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all of your plants for every county in this entire state. For a limited time, I've reduced the price to just $36.95 to help in these economic times. Help get you off to a great start for the springtime. Your satisfaction is guaranteed or a full refund. I sign every copy as it sells. And for that reason, the book is not in stores and not on Amazon. Order it from my office weekdays at 800-752-GROW. The office will open again on Tuesday, 800 but the better way is to order it right now from my website. That's at neilsperry.com. N E I L S P E R R Y.com. It's Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. Let me uh, tell you about Mueller right now. Mueller is very important to me, and they're very important to Texas. They uh, are a wonderful Texas grown company almost a hundred years old. Oh my goodness. Why pay every month for a temporary storage facility when you can own a Mueller building? Mueller's backyard buildings are easy to assemble and they're affordable and they offer a permanent storage solution right there in your own backyard. How convenient is that? With a variety of sizes available and more than 30 colors from which to choose, their backyard building kits complement any home or landscape. And, If your equipment requires even more storage space, Mueller's standard series buildings are ready to go to work for you. They're ready right away. They're fabulous. From workshops to big barns, these pre-engineered bolt-together buildings come in a variety of size and color options. You can visit them online at MuellerInc.com. Better spell Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, Get a free customized building estimate. And while you're there, click on their color selector tool. It'll make choosing the perfect combination of colors an easy decision. To find out more about Mueller Steel Buildings and Metal Roofing, call 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553. Or you can visit them at MuellerInc.com. Mueller means more. Mueller means steel buildings for permanent storage. I'll have more after this message. Thank you, Kelly, very much. 888-256-1080. We have a line open. If you'd like to grab it, grab it now. 888-256-1080. We begin with Tom in Amarillo. Tom, this is Neil. Good morning. Uh, Good morning, sir. Yes, sir. How can I help you?
1: Yeah, so my question, I am an emerald, but my question is about uh, growing trees that produce something in the Canyon Lake area in between Austin and San Antonio. Okay. I'm going to buy a piece of property down there in the process, and I'd like to plant different trees from, if they will grow, uh, any uh, citrus at all and what you'd have to do to, to make them establish. Anything from olives and figs to apple, peach, apricot, pecans, maybe mulberry you know just trying to see what uh you would recommend to even try or what you would say don't even try
0: okay well the don't even try uh list is is certainly lengthy don't try palm trees (laughs) date palms (laughs) so start with that one uh let me let me go with the ones that are are most dependable certainly pecans will be very dependable for you and i would encourage you to um Uh, Look at uh, the Texas A&M recommendation list for that part of uh, of the hill country, and uh, the deeper the soil, the better the pecan crop will be. Uh, There are several really good extension uh, uh, fruit and pecan specialists serving that area because that is a big fruit producing area for peaches, uh, especially. Um, Not apricots. Don't do apricots. it, it would be okay for figs, but I don't think you want to go into production of figs. I think for a, a couple of uh, what's called dooryard figs, just backyard figs, that would be fine. Celeste is probably the most winter hardy. Um, uh, Alma is a Texas a and variety. I don't know the Canyon Lake area, uh, Canyon Lakes area as in, in specifics. I have several of the cities in the hill country on, on my weatherbug app. So I can kind of watch temperatures, and I'm always amazed at how cold it is in Junction, as example, and uh, yeah. compared to San Antonio. And, and I know it varies a lot, but that that can be 10 or 15 degrees of difference, and that would make a big difference on uh, on on figs. Um, citrus is just about out of the question. You're too far north. Olives the same thing, too cold. I have uh, Bernie. I have uh, I have San Antonio because I write for the Express News and uh, several other cities in the area Kerrville. Uh, i don't i don't remember all of the ones i have but I, I try to keep track of the the temperatures when cold spells come through or when there's a late freeze um, so even
1: on the i'm sorry sir so even on the citrus if you planted on the south side and planted it real close to the house to where you could get out there and cover it and things like that it, it would still be problematic but could it possibly go you or could, you could try say no
0: I, I would try the satsumas because they are one of the more winter-hardy of the citrus, and I would try one. <laughs> I'd be really courageous and try one and see how it does because you'll know within a couple of years if you're satisfied. Now, uh, what you don't know in a couple of years is uh, how it's going to do in the in the 10 and 25 and 100-year cold spell like we had two years right. ago. All citrus yes. froze two years ago. So, uh, but... But I would try one of the satsumas and and see how it does for you. Uh, Being on the south side is not necessarily a good thing because a lot of times those plants stay green and and, uh, vigorous longer than they should. Sometimes plants Mm. that are on the north side toughen up faster and are actually uh, better off in the winter. But but I would probably put it on the south and be prepared to cover it. Remember that citrus has uh, uh, thorns and pulling frost cloth over citrus is not exactly easy because it'll snag you do not want to use plastic you want to use frost cloth try one Uh, your best most productive crops are in in that area would be would be pecans uh, plums Uh, methyly plum is very very good and self-pollinating although a second variety would be a good plan Uh, ozark premier is a good second uh, uh, variety it's not very pretty but it's it's absolutely delicious uh apples are okay um and there are some some low chill apples that you will find uh again look at the texas a&m website they have some really good fact sheets on growing these various crops um and uh but apples have apples have a real problem with uh with Mm -hmm. cotton root rot and that's that's going to be a real issue in that area orient pear will be good also so so uh of all the pears, that's the one you'd want to go with. Um, I have
1: well, that
0: was a, is a, a pear. Orient is the variety, Orient pear. I want to give Orient you, is. yeah, I don't, I don't have a, a publication number for this, but uh, this is like a hub. I leave this bookmarked on both of my computers. It's called Fruit and Nut Resources, and it is from Texas A&M AgriLife Extension fruit and nut resources they did not put any kind of a key number for it um, uh, like a publication number but it is like a table of contents of all of their fact sheets apples avocados blackberries blueberries figs several and grapes olives peaches pears and these are these are 12 to 20 page fact sheets on each one of these crops native pecans improved pecans persimmons plums uh pomegranates the whole works all the way through uh i've read a third of what they have and i would recommend you get that and and click on the ones you want to read about fruit and resources that's that's what you what you want to get and i leave that one bookmarked so i can quickly get to any one of them yes sir
1: uh, and so the last one would be: Do you have any uh, recommendations uh, at all in regards to mulberries?
0: Mulberry uh, mulberries will do well, and I can't remember the variety. There is a variety. Uh, a source is Womack Nursery in De Leon, W O M A C K Nursery in De Leon D E capital L E O N. They ship by mail order, and they sell to a lot of growers. And they do have in their in their uh, online catalog WomackNursery.com. They do have a mulberry listed, and for the life of me, I don't remember what it is. Do um, you yeah. I've been through there before. Okay. Yep, yep, Highway 6. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Well, that really gives me a with whole it, Stay with the recommended varieties, and uh, and, you'll, and you'll, the A&M recommended varieties. They will steer you right. That's a very important uh, recommendation to you. Yep. Okay, sir. Helps. Well, I appreciate that. All right. Let us know when the pie is ready we yeah, will do thank you tom take care bye-bye all right janet in college station uh janet told uh, uh jared that her uh, uh, cell phone is a little shaky her coverage i'm gonna go ahead and take her i should go to a break now but let's see let's oh she dropped rats all right well we'll see if she can call back in i hope she can she wants some help in planting sod and i normally uh, I normally really want to talk to people, and that's such a broad topic. I hope she can call back in. Let's see what happens. We have Ron in Corpus Christi, also. Ron, you'll be up uh, very, very soon. Neil Spray's E Gardens is my free electronic newsletter. I spend about a day to a day and a half a week writing E Gardens. I enjoy writing, and this is uh, this is a. Uh, like an old-fashioned garden section. There always are five stories in e-gardens. One of the stories is always a featured plant of the week. One of the stories is always uh, gardening this weekend, where I give you a list of the most critical tasks for that weekend. And then you'll also have the, the Q&A section, which I've greatly expanded. I invite you to write your questions in, and I take 10 or so of those questions of greatest re- general reader interest and answer them in eGardens each week. And then a couple of other stories. Sometimes we have outside writers Um, and uh, so you get a a different view from them as well. So that's what eGardens is. It is free and always will be. I will never give or sell your email address to anybody, so you don't have to worry about that. Niels Ferry's eGardens. If you want to see what it looks like, go to my website. There's always an archived recent uh, edition of it, Right there, we are finishing our 18th year of e-gardens as I speak right now. That's Neil Sperry's e-gardens. You sign up for it, and you see this, the current uh, example at neilsperry.com, my website. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Same place you go to buy my book. That's neilsperry.com. Except in this case, you click on the e-gardens tab. I'll have more after these messages. all right thank you kelly very very much and we go back to our uh let me let me tell you where we are um we have not heard back from janet in college station let me explain one of the problems that i have um let me get something done here writing something down um The uh, problem that I have when somebody calls and says, well, I don't have very good cell coverage and I'm afraid I'm going to drop, um, and answer the question, and then they end up being able to call back and they say, well, they didn't answer my question because I have another kind of grass I want to plant. Oh, great, so I gave a wrong answer, and that's, that's invariably what happens. I don't know what kind of sod Janet wants to plant in College Station. Could be Bermuda, could be Zoysia, could be St. Augustine. And my answer really will vary depending on which of those grasses it would be and whether she's solid sodding and whether, you know, I need to know if it's sun or shade because a lot of times I'll try to talk people out of planting sod if they tell me, well, my grass died. It's just a bare area beneath the trees. There's the kicker. And I'll then go off on that tangent and try to make sure that they know they have to have so many hours of sun for whatever kind of grass. So it's just, I can't answer these things. And then there are the outliers who sit out there and they listen and oh, he'll answer questions if I don't stay on the phone and it ruins a talk show. You don't have a talk show, you have a monologue show. I've been doing this now for 45 years and I found a long time ago when people just say, I'll just hang up and listen that it really ruins the, the sound of the program to the other listeners. So I really want you to stay. Uh, I will tell Janet, because, you know, I'm going to take it face value, that she probably did have a bad cell, so I've had the same issue. Um, this is not the time to plant sod. That's an April thing. So sometime between now and April, when you when you do get to a place where you have good cell service, call me back and I will give you every last detail you hear my answers, you know I go into details, and I'll answer any part of planting sod that you want to know. Or if you happen to have the book that I do the ads for, uh, it's really outlined in great detail there. I'm not trying to sell the book to you. I'm just saying there there is help out there. But if you'll call back at a time when you can stay on, I'll sure try to help. Let me go to Ron in Corpus Christi. Uh, Ron, this is uh, Neil. Good morning. How can I help you?
2: Good morning.
0: Uh, You're I- right i'm in i'm in
2: north uh let's see west houston central west houston and and I've got two lemon trees, and I think I've buried one of them too deep and it's not growing very good and also um, should I cut off all the stalks except one, or should I let all those stalks keep growing And How should I deal with all the different stalks that grow out from, a, you know, it froze and died, and then it, then all these stalks came out? Should I cut them all off except one?
0: Do they have about the same amount of thorns that the original tree had, or are they much thornier?
2: What What do you think? I think they're thornier. You think they're thornier? Yeah, she thinks they're thornier.
0: Yeah, I worry that maybe you have not the original, uh, uh, not the original uh, lemon that you had, but but uh, the rootstock. You may not have the improved lemon. You may be better served by buying a new tree. Um, oh, really? Some, yeah, some fruit trees, citrus and other fruit trees, a lot of other fruit trees, are grafted onto root stalks, and when the top part dies out.
2: Oh, that's true.
0: Yeah, then you get the root stalk, and you don't have what you think you have. And so you, oh, you need to start over. Now, that's not always the case. If you buy a fig or if you buy a pomegranate, those are on their own roots, and some citrus will be on their own roots. Uh, but if, if I, I, you I, see a decided difference in the number of thorns, that's the, I, there's a lot about citrus I don't know, Ron. I, I got to confess, yeah, I, I live on I, the I've, other side of Texas, but that's one thing I, I I've have been a grafted.
2: Yeah, I, I have a grafted pecan tree, and I know what you're talking about. I have, yeah, yeah. So,
0: okay, that's, yeah, that's so I that's I think you'd be better off to get into a nursery this spring and get yourself a new uh, Meyer or whatever lemon you had, and and have a new whatever one. lemon. Okay. Uh, yeah. a new Okay. Shiny well, appreciate lemon tree. it. Thank you you are very welcome thanks for the call very much all right we have no calls right now yeah one dropped one got answered and the first one got answered so there we are and i have a blank slate i look at my call screen it says you're in trouble bud so 8882561080 let's take that you're in trouble bud sign down and let's fill it with some names eight your name 888 1080. Janet, if you're to a place where you could call from college station, give me a call now. This would be the time. eight 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 two five six ten eighty for uh, the Texas Lawn and Garden hour live here on the last day of twenty twenty two. I'm ready. I want another year. We've had too much challenge this year, too much too much hatred in this world, you know, all over this world. Let's have a nice peaceful, loving 2023. I think it's time. Let's try that one for a change. See how that works. Hope you'll visit my website. It's neilsperry.com. Isn't that creative? (laughs) I thought really hard about that one. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. I have never in my life really cared much about how you spell my name. It never mattered to me until now, but I didn't want to buy all of the different possible combinations of spellings for neilsperry.com. You have to pay for those things, you know? So I bought the one. Good one. If there's one out there where it's misspelled and somebody's done something weird with it, tough on them. N-E-I-L. It's alphabetic order of the vowels in that. E-I. E-I-E-I-O. N-E-I-L. S-P-E-R-R-Y. No, I'm not related to any of the Sperry's that uh, have done magnificent things with shoes, or with uh, uh, any of the rest of that stuff. So, authors. In fact, I don't. You know, my dad was a college professor at A and M. Pretty proud of him. But anyway, uh, you'll find on my website a lot more interesting stuff than that was. Uh, you'll find my book Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. You'll find the ability to sign up for eGardens, my electronic newsletter, and you'll also find. Uh, Answers to my 1,001 most asked questions. You'll find archived information on rose rosette virus and on crepe myrtle bark scale. There's a lot of stuff there. So I hope you'll look. neilsperry.com N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com I'll have more after these messages. All right, Kelly, thank you very, very much. Let's go back to the phone lines. All lines are filled. Thank you very, very much. I really am grateful. Let's go to David in Senton. David, this is Neil. Good morning. Neil, uh, my
1: wife name drops you so often that if you aren't a voice on the radio and a a book on the coffee table, I think I should be jealous. Uh (laughs) But uh, the reason I'm calling today – I've been wondering when I should apply Resilon to my yard for uh, control of grass burters.
0: Um, That is a pre-emergent, right? I have to ask it is. you that. Yeah, okay. It is. Yeah. Uh, Pre-emergents uh, go on two weeks prior. Work with me on this. i got to get it out simply so it will make sense. Two weeks prior to the average date, of the last killing freeze in your area? When is the average date? When is the average, <laughs> that's is the average date a, that's a of the, target. Killing freeze? That's, 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 uh, the that's a moving
3: That's a well, moving target. No, the, so a, it depends on the year. There's you.
0: an average date. It doesn't move. you got a 100-year average, 120-year average. Oh, that's average. true. That's true. Yeah, what is the average date for your area? I, honestly, I don't know.
1: I don't know. Um, we uh, we don't plan We plant corn
0: starting in mid-February, so I'd say Yeah. Let uh, let me just quickly Google it and see what I find. Because you can find that information online generally. Uh, Let's see. 90% chance there will be no 36-degree nights by March 26th. That's pretty late ninety percent. So that's that's really at the end of the bell shaped curve. Um average day to last frost in spring is February fifteen. So I I think you're probably gonna be putting it out um probably about the tenth of February would be my guess. I, I want you to do a little bit of uh, homework. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a start and let you um, here is an interactive plant map. Also, I'm finding uh, showing a lot of different. Oh my gosh, it shows the whole state. Uh, you can. Uh, here's frostdate.com, Texas, and Sinton is listed right there. Um, you, you'll find it online if you'll Google average date of last freeze for Sinton, Texas. It'll show you for all the any city, um, and and you want to go two weeks before that, and then you need you need to repeat it. I have not used that product, so I have to assume it also has a 100-day uh, uh, productive life. Most of them do. And so at 90 days, you need to repeat it. Read the label and follow the label directions. I don't have time in the breaks that I get during my program to do that research for you. But read the label, and if it tells you that you'll need a second application, then that would come at 90 days. And it, as long it does. as your growing season, yeah, as long as your growing season is, here's the bad news: you may need a third application. Another night, you, you you may need one in in uh, the tenth of February, one the tenth of May, and once then uh, one then the uh, so it'd be June, July, August, the tenth of August, and that's really crazy. I rarely have to give that recommendation because I don't get a lot of calls about it as far south as you are, but that would also apply to Corpus Christi. In
1: South Texas, our uh, our growing season's yeah. about 330
0: days. It's gigantic. I know it is. It's, I know it is. it's frustrating. I know it is. And, and, you know, people who move from the north say, well, look at this long growing season, whoop-de-doo. And then they realize that there's about a 90-day period in the middle of the summer. It's not really a growing season. It's a lot of uh, things yeah. don't grow. So it's kind of mixed emotions on it. But that's, that's what you need to do is time it. Uh, uh, grasspers and crabgrass germinate uh, two or three weeks after the, the, the last killing freeze in the spring. That's how you how you can tell. And you'll hear me recommending in February on this program that people in South Texas you need to get it out now. And you'll hear me making the same recommendation six weeks later for people in the Panhandle. You need to get it out now. It's just it's crazy to do this program live across the whole state of Texas. But, but that's that's your answer. We got you an answer, and it's a good answer. Thank you, Neil. You're welcome. Have a good day. Happy New Year. Thank you, sir. All right, let me take another one. I'm going to take two before and two after the break, and we'll get everybody helped. Sean is in San Angelo. I love this program because we go all over the state. Sean, this is Neil. Good morning.
3: Morning, sir. Uh, my question is, we have built up a large mound, approximately four foot high, maybe 15 feet wide, Uh, between our properties, mine and my neighbor's properties, because we were wanting to put up some uh, privacy uh, trees. And we had been talking about like Leland Cypress or something to that effect, but weren't really sure what would do best in
0: that type of environment. Okay, a couple of thoughts. Remember that when you see trees growing in nature, in San Angelo and in the Davis Mountains, when you go over to Fort Davis or Alpine, they're not growing at the tops of the mountains, they're growing in the, draws yeah, the right. where where the where the water flows. They're not up at the tops. Exactly. It won't look natural if they're right at the tops. Um, so that's just something to stick in the back of your mind. Uh, secondly, uh, you can't run fast enough to get away from Leyland Cypress. Okay. Uh, they are so compelling and so beautiful And then ceridium canker hits them and kills branches at a time 10 years later. And it's just, it's wiped out probably half or two-thirds of the trees that were planted 20 years ago across Texas. It's just so Hmm. sad because it's a beautiful tree. Um, Ceridium canker has moved to Italian cypress, and now it's even moved to Arizona cypress, which I think is the prettiest of all of them. I think you'd be best served with one of the... um, the spreading junipers uh, I like eastern red cedar uh, it is not common in your area it's the native seed uh, uh, juniper of, of the eastern third of the state but it would make it looks like Leyland cypress and if you can find uh, it's it's juniperus virginiana if you can find uh, a type of juniperus virginiana I'm giving you the scientific name to get you into the right. species if you can find a selection of that that will be well adapted and will give you the look that you're looking for and give you the privacy. Or you could go to uh, one of the large Hollies like Nellie R. Stevens Holly, but those must be planted down slope just a little bit to give you a chance to put a basin in to get some water held for them. And and if you happen to choose Hollies, uh, that would be my first choice. And there's some beautiful Hollies in San Angelo. If you happen to choose Hollies, you have to make it your goal. For the first uh, two or three years that you have them, to water them by hand with a hose and a water bubbler on the end of the hose, where you stand there and physically fill a basin with water every two or three days during the summer, because they they don't wilt. You can't tell that they're dry until it's too late. You have to you have to overwater on purpose in the heat. I, I know that You're I'm a with holly water fanatic. I love hollies, and and I, I my landscape is made of hollies. I live in the Dallas area. It's hot and dry, but not as dry as you guys are, but they will do well right. for you. Okay.
3: Yeah, we use water bags on some of our trees and some of our That's oaks not, this year just because it's so work. dry.
0: Yeah, that okay. will work. That puts the water right at the crown of the tree, and you need the water out where the roots are, the the, the feeder roots, okay. and they're out at the drip line. The water bags they uh, are not, gotcha. they're not worth the money. Okay. Aren't you glad you're and, cold and, so I could just assault everything you throw at me? <laughs> that's, no, that's what I'm I here for. Like that's why I'm asking. Yeah. I feel like I'm skeet so, shooting here.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's no problem. Throw another
0: are,
3: <laughs> How about uh, deer resistant? Are they fairly deer resistant or are the deer just going to start coming in and eating them up
0: I from the bottom up? I don't the think deer won't eat the junipers. I, I don't think that the hollies will be completely deer resistant. I've seen deer eat hollies and and, uh, but I think they're more durable than a lot of plants would be. That's that's going to be a problem. I have deer coming on our property now, but they have not eaten the hollies yet.
3: Okay, yeah. With the drought, we've had a lot of problem with deer with everything yeah. that we
0: have. So I know.
3: I okay. Know. Yeah.
0: That's good, a good you know, starting okay, point. You, me a have start. a, you have a very good county extension horticulturist in Tom Green County, and uh, I would start with her office. And, and, and yes,
3: you know. I'm, I'm familiar with them. I actually worked with the Texas A and M system, so I know those guys pretty well.
0: Oh, Over there, God. I don't work in that.
3: I don't work in that department, but I work for that system with emergency management. So,
0: good for you. We,
3: we talk to them a lot. So, good for you. All,
0: all right. right, all right, Sean. We we'll have a happy new year. Happy new year. Thanks for the call. Thank Thank all you. right, Dee and Ronnie in Brenham and Brenham, respectively. Guess it doesn't matter, uh, respectively. I will come to you. I'm going to do a very short version of my ad for my book, and then I'll come right to you. My book is Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. And it might be the only gardening reference that you're going to need to be successful here in Texas. It's uh, 344 pages, 840 of my photos, 11 chapters. It has all the information you need for every aspect of outdoor gardening and for a limited time it's 36 dollars and 95 cents i sign every copy as it sells and i guarantee your satisfaction it is not in stores and it's not on amazon you buy it directly from my office you can either call my office starting next tuesday or you can order it right now at my website the website is nealsperry.com. you call the office starting tuesday at 800 752 4769 752 grow G-R-O-W. But the better way is to order it from Neil Sperry, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Homegrown goodness, that's what Mueller is all about. Mueller's been producing quality steel buildings and metal roofing right here in Texas for 90 years. Well, now you can grow a Mueller greenhouse right in your own backyard. They're easy-to-assemble, bolt-together greenhouses come in five sizes, from 6x9 to 12x21, and they feature a galvanized steel frame with more than 30 designer trim colors from which to choose. With hail-resistant polycarbonate panels, lockable walk doors and windows, a Mueller greenhouse will let the sun shine in while it protects your plants year-round. Don't let the weather ruin what you've worked so hard to produce. Get yourself a great greenhouse from a great Texas-grown company. That's Mueller. Visit them online at MuellerInc.com. M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. 877-2-MUELLER. That's eight seven seven two six eight three five five three. 268 3553 MuellerInc.com. Mueller means more. I'll have more after this message. All right, Kelly, thank you very much, and I want to hurry into my calls so I can help both folks. Dee and Brenham, this is Neil. Good morning.
1: Good morning.
0: How can I help you?
1: Well, I have some Japanese aurelias that we planted a couple years ago, and after this last freeze, I had them covered. But after this last freeze and I took the covers off, some of the leaves look like that they got frozen. I'm just wondering if I should just leave them alone until the spring, or should I go ahead and cut those dead leaves off?
0: Well, if the leaves are dead, you can trim them off. Um, that's not a good sign. I'll tell you where you'll be able to tell whether the, the stem itself is hurt is by looking at it. And if it's shriveling, then that means that the plant's going to die back some. So okay. you'll, you'll need to look pretty closely at that. But let it tell you. But you can if the leaves look really bad, you can take them out of the way so it doesn't look quite so bad.
1: Okay, I just didn't know if I should just leave it alone or, and wait till the spring. And one other quick, quick question. I also have Mexican petunias that got, they were not covered. Should I go ahead and cut them off now or Absolutely just leave them until Cut them until to the a,
0: ground. Yeah, cut them to the ground. Yeah, the petunias okay, gain nothing what, from these old dead leaves. You can get them all out of the way. Yeah, okay, great. That's what call. I needed
1: to know. Well, thank
0: you. Thank we're you, to but, Ronnie and Brenham, too. Ronnie, I have about a minute. How can I help you?
1: I have a. a my property is just covered with yopon, cedar, pin oak, and post oak trees. Yes, sir. And I've had uh, a lot of post oak die in this heat and drought this year. This year, I've never seen as many uh, acorns or, uh, come off of the post oak. So it looks like nature's trying to replenish itself. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you think that will be the case? There's I no think other so. way to. Uh, yeah, that's, plant that's post not oaks, uncommon.
0: That's, that's not uncommon. You'll see it also on, on peach trees. When they're struggling badly with, uh, uh, with uh, peach tree borers, they will put a lot of fruit on it. It does happen. It sure does happen. Okay, so, well, we'll just sit back and see what happens. Can't do much else. Yeah, I bet you have water oaks, not pin oaks, too. Keep that in mind and do a little.
1: Oh, I have, I've them. got a lot of pin oaks, but but these are, I call them post oaks. No, no, I'm not arguing. Fire that. Fire was,
0: I was trying to give you a heads up. Uh, if you ever look them up, look up Quercus nigra, water oak. A lot of Texans call that pin oak, but it's, uh, I grew up uh, in College Station, and, and uh, pin oak is a northeastern United States tree. Yeah. But anyway, just It's just a
1: pin oak here. <laughs> okay. yeah. i appreciate it
0: all right appreciate the call thank you ronnie very much that's the uh that's the problem with common names you can you can get yourself out on a wrong ledge sometimes hey folks i have enjoyed this for, i've enjoyed this whole year you know what i thank you for that and i'm looking forward to another great year jared taylor thank you for helping make this a great one and i hope you have a safe and wonderful uh, evening tonight and a Happy New Year. We'll be back next week, same time, same place. Happy gardening.